1: Hey, it's Dan, and welcome to our Tuesday Terry's Talking edition of the Orange and Brown Talk podcast, where Terry, Pluto, and I will look back on the Browns' loss to the Chiefs. We'll look ahead to the offseason and what the Browns can do to get better as they head into what should be a really exciting 2021 season. Of course, you can check out Football Insider. Uh, while you're listening to this, just head over to cleveland.com Browns, click on the blue banner at the top of the page, get info, get signed up, uh, and that's all I got for you. Here's Terry. Here we go with Terry Pluto on a Tuesday. Terry, how are you doing?
0: I'm well, Dan.
1: Okay, so let's let's get to it. The Browns uh, falling to the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday. Uh, I haven't actually really talked to you since the game,
0: so uh,
1: yes. I guess what were your takeaways from it?
0: I mean, big picture is really bright. Right after the game, I was bummed out because, you know, it's the old thing, okay, going in the game. Somebody tells you, you hold Kansas City to 22, and Mahomes gets hurt in the middle of the third quarter, think, think hey, things are falling into place for the Browns. They're going to win again. And so, you know, you see that. By the way, my client did have a helmet-to-helmet hit there, Richard Higgins. I That's true. Uh, that is true. I, I realize <laughs> he shouldn't have been reaching and all that, but it was a bad hit. Did you, I'm just curious in the press box, did anybody react to that at all right away?
1: You know, in real time, no. I didn't even realize it was a helmet to helmet until I started seeing stuff on Twitter. Yeah. Which I think is probably too, you know, what the, official, what the officials were, you know, obviously you, you want them to be better, but you, you know, one guy's probably looking at the football. Right. I think it's hard to see in real time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, you know, that goes to replay and all, you know, should they be able to. I mean,
0: that's that a classic it thing, it. though, where they are looking at the replay for the reach and then you see it. Yeah, uh, because everything down. So anyway, um, you know, that was a bummer. But I just I mean, that was my my thought there. I mean, I, I thought it was a strange game. How do you I know they only had three possessions, but how do you play first half without Kareem Hunt touching the ball? Yeah, I didn't like that. And,
1: you know, you're throwing screens to Chubb. I know they've been trying to get Chubb more involved in the passing game, which I think is good because uh, you don't want to be worked the
0: week before, but see, they were ready for it. Yeah. Kansas City, yeah,
1: that Kansas City defense. That. Yeah. Uh, being there in person, you know, that defense isn't good, but they fly around. I mean, mm-hmm. they were flying around on Sunday. That was, that was honestly one of the first times this season I've looked out on the field and thought, man, that defense is – they're fast. Like, I'm sure I've seen other fast defenses, but for whatever reason, it just stood out to me on Sunday, being there, how fast they were playing.
0: Well, there are all the talk about how Andy Reid was 9-3 and three or whatever after a bye week. And, yeah. you know, he had plenty of time to study their various opponents. And, um, I mean, he knew for a couple of weeks he was either going to get Pittsburgh or Cleveland, probably. And so he – and he was ready. I mean, that defense was ready, and uh, the Browns really – really struggled you know kevin was probably one of his tougher game calling things um so i don't know i I thought how did you think baker played i thought he was good i did too i I I don't i I don't think there's any
1: complaints about how he played
0: no i mean chubb dropped a couple passes and and that but it was just um it it was frustrating because the the door was was there it was open for them
1: Um, yeah so so let me ask you this because this is a discussion we've been having um, and and I think you can have this discussion without taking away from the progress they made this season and where this thing yes. is winning. But is it fair to say that the Browns maybe missed an opportunity on Sunday?
0: Yes. Yeah, it is. It's kind of like uh, in 2016 when the Indians, you know, went to the World Series, surprised everyone. That was when their whole starting pitching staff was beat up <laughs> and everything else, and you know there were all these bullpen games. But you're up three to one on the Cubs. And you've got a chance to pull a big upset there, and you couldn't close the deal. And then afterwards, you go back and look at that, and you say, you know, i like Roger Davis, but you still didn't win the game with his home run. Well, this was a chance, you know, to close the deal on the Super Bowl champions, even though you were underdogs, and you didn't do it. So that is, you know, that's really the, the disappointing thing. And it doesn't say, boy, you know, the year was a mess or, And I think we have discussed this before, but I want to underline it. The people who say, if you don't win the title, you know, the years of failure or this, I mean, go away. (laughs) I'm really serious. Go away. If that's how you're going to view not only um, sports, but life, you are destined to be grumpy and disappointed. I mean, just like my wife and I went out to eat last week and we had, uh, we had steak and salmon and we kind of divided it up. It was really good. My guess is somewhere in the world, somebody was having a better steak and salmon dinner, but we didn't walk away and say, well, I guess that's just not good enough. You yeah, know? Terry,
1: if, if you don't have the best meal you've ever had when you go out to dinner, then it was a right. bad I mean,
0: Well, it's almost like if this isn't the best team, then, it, you know, well, it, it, you failed or whatever. Now, of course the teams themselves are to look at stuff and say, what can we do? You know, our ultimate goal is to, I think Stefanski said, you know, be the last team playing and be in that last game, be the last team playing. You know, Andrew Barry had much, I think, higher expectations for this year than most of us did uh, from what I can tell from what he's saying. So, um, and good for them. But as a fan and someone enjoyed it and my goodness, the entertainment value was big. And then, all right. What questions, Dan, do you think, We're hanging over the team. Don't go to Baker first. Let's go to that a little (laughs) later. Because we're hanging over the team at the start of the year that have been answered. Because I've got one that's pretty good. Let's see what you think. You come up with one.
1: Um, Do do you have the right coach?
0: Yes. Right? That's that's the question we ask
1: every year. Do you have the right coach?
0: Have the right coach. You just hired a new guy. So with the right system, with the right staff. Remember how the infighting was with Freddie Kitchens? And we've had that before. Uh, Yeah. You know, you could tell when Greg Williams was there at Hugh Jackson, there wasn't a lot of, a lot of love right there between those two either. No, (laughs) but it's pretty, and Greg, by the way, was right about Hugh in some ways also, (laughs) you know, but in terms of um, this staff, I didn't sense any big disconnects or anything. And clearly when these people started, the assistants started getting sick and uh, people were stepping in, you know, who weren't even regular coaches, Step in to coach. Yeah. Um, like uh, Ryan, was it Ryan Cordell? I think yep. his name is. Uh, he's probably more the analytics guy, quality control, that kind of thing. And he and took he over offensive the offensive line. line. Yeah. And uh, what is her name? Cass- Callie. Cassie? Callie Brownson. Yeah. Callie Brownson, who was the administrative assistant. You know, she takes over the tight ends and she did it twice. And I think Ryan also did it twice. I think she coached the receivers that- once too. Yeah, so I mean, saying, but in terms of they must, the coaches must be coached up right and working together, or this could have just all blown up. Because, in fact, you know what was really strange to watch is Baker goes to the line of scrimmage and frustratedly calls a timeout in that game. Yeah. That was like right we had one of those almost every week in the past
1: well that that was the strangest thing about the game and that's you know that's one of the reasons when you come away from this game you say this wasn't Stefanski's best game yeah they only had one timeout left when they punted and that was so bizarre because mm-hmm. you know the challenge flag that he threw we haven't seen many challenge flags where it's like why did he throw that one
0: yeah I and mean, right that away on the TV booth they're going I don't know about that one you know and it's like
1: and like you said, they had to burn that other timeout. So it's been so rare that this team has been in a situation yeah. where they just haven't had all three of their timeouts to to stop the clock and get that ball so back. So
0: again, th- th- it's almost like this game was an outlier in a couple of areas for the season. So, but yes, they got the right coach and right coaching staff. You know, there's not going to be a purge of the coaching staff, which we saw Hugh Jackson was notorious for that firing lots of people. But almost every year. There were new coordinators, knew everything, even if the head coach managed to survive. Okay, so that's yours. Here's mine. They got a left tackle.
1: Oh, yeah, that's a good one.
0: It's a good one because don't take it for granted. You know, do you think um, – who took the kid from Thomas? The Thomas kid from Georgia Tech? they go to the Giants? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And left tackle. I'm not sure they know I got a left tackle there. <laughs> you know, I took him fourth or whatever it was in the draft. And you know this was the 10th pick, and this was going from right tackle to left tackle. And when you look at games, and you could tell, too, that, uh, hey, for the most part, Baker was well-protected this year.
1: Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see about this entire draft class, but you definitely nailed that, that number 10 pick, and that's the one you had to nail.
0: If you miss it, imagine where you are. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're in trouble. Going to this draft, going you need a left tackle, or you got to spend zillions of dollars for a left tackle, or you're having something you don't want to do. Should we move Conklin over to left tackle after all these years of right tackle, which you don't want to do? He's well, and then goal. you got to, then you got to go find a right tackle. And you got to find a right tackle. Yeah, so that it, it creates all those issues. So that I think was a big one. So that, you know, and then then all right, uh, can you think of anything else? I thought. Oh, uh, let's
1: it. see here um i'm not allowed to say baker so no. um okay so how about something with the gm i i can't qu- no. maybe quite put it into words but just the talent evaluation and the ability to add players that fit the scheme
0: yes i, I think that checked a lot of point. boxes this year yeah saying rather than try to do a little bit of everything let's do something well and that's something was fix the offensive line, you know, and go for the high powered offense because it still is a league that, you know, runs on a high powered offense. I know fans want everything done right away. I'd like that. They had, you know, I still would have picked up Schobert's uh, picked signed him for that, that contract. I know it's big, but only two years are guaranteed. You know, they don't like linebackers. I like linebackers. So <laughs> there are, there are things to, to pick and be, pick about, but in terms of, the overall approach, you know, fixing the uh, – uh, nailing it on Wills, getting Conklin in, even – assistu just too bad he got hurt, but reworking the contract with Chris Hubbard, who I thought they were just going to toss away. Well, and Vernon's contract too. And Vernon – Another know, guy that got hurt. that, I was, like, reaching for the Excedrin going, this guy's just going to get hurt. Well, he finally did, but they got a lot out of him. And then, you know, he did get Miles Garrett signed up, so you don't – you're not running into, you know, his final year. So there were a lot of good things. And it to me, it seemed in concert with his coach.
1: And, you know, the other one, too, even though, you know, I I still think we don't know completely who this guy is, but you used a fifth round pick to get Ronnie Harrison. Sure. Are you going to do better than that with a fifth round pick?
0: And I'll say Donovan Peoples-Jones in the sixth round. Yeah, he gave you something this year. I think that guy, you know, they talked about the speed guy. I think that you have your speed guy. You just need to work with them, like Brashard Perryman or whatever. You don't need the speed guy that, you know, has to get 70 targets. Now, that's me, you know, but we'll leave the Odell thing for another time because <laughs> that's not going anyway. And also, people, he had an ACL knee injury. Over the yeah. last four years, he has missed 40% of his games with injuries. You a know. lot of leg injuries too, right? Yes, to assume he's coming back perfectly and quickly is just – it's just like a pitcher who keeps having an arm injuries. I mean, he's probably not, you know. It's almost like Vernon. When they brought Vernon back, they knew they were going to get 16 games out of him, but I know they were hoping to get 10 to 12. And they were yeah. hoping that, frankly, at the end of the year, they would get what they saw, which unfortunately didn't carry into the playoffs. But um, – so you have that. Now, here's – it's kind of a secondary one, um, but – we thought Kareem Hunt and Chubb could kind of coexist and work together. Well, now we know they can. Yeah, And that's important because you can say, okay, you know, that led to Hunt signing the two-year extension. And now as you go to work on Chubb, you know, these guys, they it's not phony. They do get a lot. They couldn't have faked this now for a year and a half.
1: No, no, they couldn't have.
0: I mean, Chubb, you know, we always joke that you're Kareem's agent. Well, Chubb also wants to be Kareem's agent. So you've got, you know, you've got competition for that. And obviously Kareem, Kareem just loves everything about Cleveland, for what I could tell.
1: Yeah, well, and, and look, Kareem, I think, is just happy to be playing football again, right? Yeah. Like he's just happy that he still has a career and he was able to get that extension. Um, and that was and, a
0: good thing Barry did too, because there's a bunch of stuff in there. If he, if he gets off the rails... Even that $13 million over two years is not guaranteed. A lot of that could go away. So I think that was important when we talk about good decisions. So right GM, right coach, left tackle. <laughs> <laughs> the running backs are singing Kumbaya for real. Um, and so, all right. should we go can, to I, can, I another, can I throw another?
1: <laughs> can I throw a Nick Chubb number at you?
0: Sure. What
1: I think is really impressive about him because – Listen, he could complain about this. And now this is with yes. him missing with him missing four games. Derrick Henry had 378 carries this year. Yeah. Dalvin Cook, 312.
0: Okay. I'm Josh underneath.
1: Jacobs had 273. Dalvin Cook missed two games, by the way, with those 312. Okay. Nick Chubb had 190.
0: Jeez.
1: So even if you give him back those four games, where does he end up? Even if it's 20 carries a game, which I think is high.
0: Yeah. He's still solid. under
1: 300 carries. Yes. And he could complain about that if he wanted to. But he doesn't.
0: He just doesn't. I and mean, one thing that helped too for the Browns taking him is he was sharing all those carries with the. Uh, uh, they had another running back at Georgia, didn't they, when he was there? Yeah, they had
1: Sony Michelle, who he went to Sonny New England. Michel.
0: That was it. Yeah. So he, because I remember at one point he goes, "Well, I've been in this kind of system before," and also he's just not wired into. It's not about him. I mean, actually, if you read his quotes and listen to it closely, when he's asked about Stefanski or somebody else. He's pretty good. It's not real long, but it's insightful. Yeah. If he's asked about Nick Chubb, you might as well just, he'll, he'll tell you the weather. I mean, forget <laughs> you it. You're not getting anything. You know, you just, he, you don't, this is his family. You don't talk about yourself. That's it. You don't. Um, well,
1: along those lines. One other thing about Chubb. Yes. Uh, before you, we, we go on to the next thing. Go ahead. Um, the new England game last year when he fumbled twice, Do you remember oh, yeah. the fumble twice in the first yeah. in the first quarter, he it really really might have cost them that game. They they were playing really well in that game. Mm-hmm. He, for a guy that doesn't talk very much, was one of the first guys to talk in the locker room, gave good answers, owned up to it. Has yeah, he fumbled since?
0: Uh yeah, I think he fumbled this year. Okay. Because he hasn't had a lot. I know in Georgia he had like two or something. It was just Yeah, he did he did lose one fumble this year, but that was okay. It. Well i caught him. <laughs> I mean, and now that's, you know, for the offseason, because he's going the last year of his contract, correct? Uh, so. He's going to have
1: – yeah, he's got one year next, next year. year he's going to agent after year. next
0: year. So Yeah, so, yeah. So, that's it. And then finally, okay, do we do quarterback?
1: Yeah, we can do quarterback.
0: All right. <laughs> we didn't know a lot about Baker coming into no. this year. Baker, I remember that one press conference where he said he kind of lost himself or whatever. It was almost like Baker didn't know a lot about Baker coming into this year well now we know a lot about baker
1: and you feel good about baker right moving and going into year four sure which we couldn't have said really after the first pittsburgh game
0: no and and but it, it it tracks with common sense being i in my mind i divided the season into two halves you know the first eight and the last eight and I was thinking if they actually got through the first eight of four and four, uh, then I would really be happy. And I wouldn't have been ch- shocked if it was three and five. I don't care who they were playing just because, yeah. you know, everything was stacked against. We, we beat that story to death, but it's true. You know, it was stacked against them with no preseason games, etc. And Baker on his fourth head coach. So when they went to the bye week, then you thought, OK, they regroup and this. Well, they did, but actually they went through the first half at five and three, and then, you know, they end up going six and two. But the second half, Baker just took off like a rocket because he was finally comfortable, which, by the way, tells me Baker must be pretty smart football-wise to learn this stuff. Yeah, you, you never,
1: you know, even if he's not like, you know, even if, you know, the throws are off, or something, or yeah. you know, like in the Pittsburgh game, he was a little bit all over the place. Not this playoff game, the, the last game of the season, yeah, there were some inaccurate throws and things like that. But you never watch Baker play and think he doesn't know what he's seeing.
0: Yeah. Now, we did early in the year, early in the year, yeah, we go, Baker What is it? Like early in the year, that was a now, shocking thing in that Kansas see. City game, right through the interception. That was the first time going, What's he looking at? Yeah, I, and granted, it's a whole lot different when you're in the pocket and you know, you just have the thing, but. But the fact is, for seven games, we never had a, what's he looking at? Because it wasn't just the, the lack of interception. There were too many where he threw it in the right guy's hands and the, and the defender dropped it. Yeah, Because uh, remember, that was, the you know, when He's throwing all those interceptions, especially last year, he could add five or 10 more. I mean, balls are dropped all over the place on him. <laughs> so um, that's exciting to me. Uh, and, you know, it's just such a relief for, I think, you know, last year I wrote a big column on firing fatigue when I go of Dorsey, and and not that I was that thrilled with Dorsey by the end of the year, but just the thought of going through all this again uh, was was just to me mentally draining, and I'm sure it was for a lot of us. But to see that they actually, you know, the old alignment, and you know, who knew Paul D. Podesta, by the way. <laughs> to be able to figure out how to do it. that's actually the job of a chief strategy officer is to set up the big picture you know he always said i'm not picking the left tackle i'm not you know i'm not doing that i'm setting up what they do you know now you can maybe argue because i'm sure d this numbers show that you know we don't love linebackers but they also showed we love offensive linemen. Sashi Brown's numbers did after they made the big mistake of Mitchell Schwartz, and it was the next year they turn around, and throw a whole bunch of money at J.C. Treder and at Zeitler, you know, and uh, you turn around and and okay, uh, Dorsey trades Zeitler, um, and he did find Teller, which was good, but the, you turn around, and look, they, they throw a first round pick and big money in the, in, in the Conklin and Will, so that actually. Uh, it may be common sense. It's always nice that numbers line up with common sense.
1: Yeah, well, and, and that's the thing. I mean, they made everything around Baker. I don't want yeah. to say perfect. Nothing's ever perfect, but they made everything. You couldn't ask for a more ideal situation for a quarterback. No. A great line. You have two great running backs. You got weapons all over the place, even with Odell gone.
0: And, and I'll argue this, you know, because again, I, this is not to get into they're better without Odell or whatever. We have to, you fans who love Odell have to face the reality: is missed 40% of his games over the last four years, and now he's having major ACL knee surgery for a guy who is not a possession receiver. He is a running, athletic receiver. So this is going to be difficult for him to come back and stay healthy. That's my contention, but. You turn around. Now, I'm going to speak for my client who did have the fumble for Richard <laughs> Higgins. You know, the Jarvis, Richard Higgins, you know, Kadaral Hodge, you know, uh, people's Jones, uh, other than perhaps in the Kansas City game, you can make the argument. But I mean, how many points he wanted to score? They, they, they slapped 38 on the Steelers. Yeah.
1: Because of the running game. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, you know, I'd like to see them depending what they decide to do with Odell I'd like to see them add a receiver in the draft or something yeah sort of but
0: it doesn't to have to be a high and, and it could be somebody else um, but
1: let's let's give some love to your client yes because this is a guy that I mean if we're being really honest I'm not even sure how much this coaching staff loved him because mm-hmm. he sure wasn't playing early in the year and he wasn't even no, active early no, in no Cardell
0: Hodge was ahead
1: of him so, I mean, credit to him for sticking with I, it. I and have to man, I've
0: been dumbfounded about this because uh, he reminds me of uh, Keenan McCardle. There's an old one who ended up playing in the league forever as a possession receiver. And I remember interviewing McCardle. McCardle used to keep getting cut by Belichick and brought back and cut and brought back. And all of a sudden he finally got a chance to play. And, you know, my, the line that I fell in love with Richard Higgins about when he came in for rookie camp, and I said to him, what kind of receiver are you? And he looks at me and goes, I'm a catch-the-ball kind of receiver. And I just love it. I mean, in the end, it's kind of like, what do you do? I catch the ball. That's valuable. And, <laughs> and you know what he is? He is a catch-the-ball kind of receiver. You need a – Brian Brennan was a catch-the-ball kind of receiver. Can he – you know, uh, McCardo catch-the-ball kind of receiver. Uh, the, you need those guys uh because when it's third and seven and 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 he has a he does have a connection to baker it was a bizarre thing when i think it was chris collins where said he's a lousy route runner what's he looking at yeah i didn't that was
1: that was strange
0: i mean okay maybe it's not the route collins where things should be running but he's the route that baker knows what he's running because he, <laughs> he he knows and you have to understand and jarvis is good at this too and I thought Odell was not, and this is their criticism. When Baker starts rolling out, those guys know how to make themselves available to him. And by the way, you know, I'll show some of that too, because uh, uh, Hodge, Kaderil Hodge, remember those catches he made in the, uh, I think it was the Pittsburgh game, the 22- yeah, great he made a great catch in the Pittsburgh game. And there was another really good one. The, in the first Pittsburgh game. game. I forgot what happened to him in that game. He got hurt or something, but yeah. Um, he, I, you know, who can between COVID and injuries, you can't keep track anymore.
1: <laughs> oh, but, you know, he ended up on the COVID list.
0: Yeah, but my he made that my, great point catch in week seven. I'm playing with those Colorado. four guys, and see, I see upside with with them. You know, I see upside with Peoples Jones. I see upside with the other two. I mean, I don't know how much upside with Higgins. This is what he is. He's pretty good. Isn't he a free agent? Think so. Yeah, so they got to figure out how much they want to pay him. He better be careful, though. If I'm his agent, for real, I'm like, we want to make a deal for a team that, you know, you got Baker here, you got this thing going. Maybe they don't love you as much as you want to be loved. But all I know is you were sitting out there last winter and nobody picked you up. And, and again,
1: the, the Browns didn't sign him till after the draft. And, and he was you know, not even playing at the beginning.
0: Of the it was game. about a month after the contract was when I got some, in, as they say, in-house figures, you know, I kind of get those numbers. on like, what guys are non-drafted yeah. money get and all that is 1 million was not guaranteed. <laughs> How about that? Not a dime. Act- actions speak louder than words. Not a <laughs> dime. <laughs> but Andrew Barry sat down with him and said you know we do want you and Barry did draft him yeah and frankly that phone had not been ringing <laughs> so well, and
1: I, th- I think Baker's a trust guy yeah I think he's a guy that um, there's some quarterbacks that they're going to throw to anybody if you're out if you're out there on the field mm-hmm. they're going to throw it to you they don't care but Baker I think is a, a kind of a big trust guy like there's a reason Jarvis Landry gets so many targets. And
0: and he should. And I, th- I think he was on Austin the team.
1: Hooper, Austin yeah. Hooper had a disappointing year numbers-wise, but if they can continue to develop that chemistry, maybe he becomes one of those guys mm-hmm. that Baker relies on. And making that big fourth-down catch on Sunday is kind of a, a step in that direction.
0: And actually, you know, kind of fell out of favor as the year went on because of fumbles and things as Harrison Bryant. Yeah. I think he had some COVID in there too, but even before that, for a while he was getting balls thrown to him early in the year, and then he did fall out. So yeah. um, that was a, uh, a issue there too. Uh, but I, you know, like you got to be excited. They got a lot of work to do on defense. Now I'm going to say this: if I hear one more thing about when they get Rudy Williams back, <laughs> I'm with you. Now, I'm, now stick with me on this. This is the same because I'm very big. The one difference that, that I have as opposed to, you know, you guys are just do the Browns all the time. Is I go across three sports and I covered the two day-to-day. The, actually, the Browns is the one I never was a beat reporter for. I did I did uh, six years of baseball, seven years of daily NBA. But it, it goes to the same point. You know, durability, you know, durability is, is is a key thing. And, you know, when you look at, you know, some of these other guys, you know, who's durable and who's not. And by the way, Baker, thrown wrong with this? How about this? He's never missed a start. I know. He he, he does
1: not, and he doesn't leave games very much. No, I mean, he, I, he, I can only think of a couple instances
0: where. He and he probably did game. play with a broken rib or whatever that game was. Was that this year in Pittsburgh? I think yeah, or somewhere. Yeah. And. Yeah, I mean, the thing with greedy
1: is there, there's two things exactly. at work, right? He didn't play all year. So who knows what he is? And we still don't know what he is from his rookie year.
0: Yeah. And that's where I'm going back to He played 12 games as a rookie and how good was he? Right. And the other piece of this is
1: you're going to go into next year. This team might be the favorites to win the AFC North. So you better not just be rolling the dice on a guy you don't know. You
0: got to go get it. You got to go get a cornerback. You got to get a, I mean, that would be whether it's free agency or whatever. I want a cornerback and, uh, so that because you know, to me, greedy small, I don't know. Um and I need somebody there because Denzel and I I love Denzel too, and I want to keep him, by the way. But durability is an issue there. Yeah,
1: that's that's a one that's just the one thing about him.
0: Yeah. And I don't yeah, think, think it's gonna only get 10 or 12 games out of him instead of 16. Yeah.
1: I think you still so, pay him this offseason, but yeah. that is the – Yeah, the, I
0: would too, but that would be my concern. And, and you have to do it in a nice way in negotiating with them. but say, you know, because we need you out there. And he does have – I don't think he had a concussion this year, but the year, previous couple of years he had concussions. His, his rookie year yeah. he had two. Yeah.
1: So, you know – yeah, it's, been, it's been some soft tissue stuff. It's been right. – Well, and well, he had the, me, he had the, uh, the
0: COVID issue. Uh, excuse me, what was this, Dan? Did – nerve does he have nerve damage or not gritty williams Greed, I,
1: you know what i don't know it's some sort of nerve issue
0: whatever yeah, that yeah. means <laughs> i'd rather have a separated shoulder than a nerve issue in the shoulder
1: i'll tell you that yeah now again you know like i was saying to be fair to denzel he did have covid too so that was yeah, one he, of the did. Reasons that he missed and, so. and look
0: i you know denzel's kind of like Chubb. he's quiet he's what what it's all about he's from here team guy you know all that uh, tough smart accountable stuff they want this is another guy like that so
1: can can we wrap on this because i I think we need we need to talk about this can can people stop asking because one it's not going to happen but two i think it's unfair can people stop asking about joe woods getting fired
0: yeah it's not going (laughs) to happen i just i just think this whole year to judge joe woods on
1: this year right to stop there
0: and by the way see we're so program to if a, a side of the ball is a bad problem we'll just bring in a whole new guy and hey let's go to 3-4 four or 4-3 four, or whatever stop let's give joe woods some players and see because i look i don't like how they held them to 22 points in that game with kansas city but they held them to 22 yes points. they did and the game before at pittsburgh they somehow forced five turnovers or made there were five turnovers made with forced or whatever you want to call them and even the game before that what mason rudolph what was the final score of that game 22 20 or 24 22 yeah 22 points again so i mean well i'm just as they say just saying it may not have been pretty but the last few games the defense did play reasonably well and that's with all these different guys out
1: and and by the way he made the decision to put carl joseph at deep safety along with ronnie harrison on sunday and
0: it it did pay off it did get him a turnover i mean i know this carl joseph ronnie harrison then he Abdelpit. i know joseph's on a one-year deal but i'd bring him back but those three back there they don't have the sunday issue um and you you can really say okay I might feel okay with that at at uh, uh, at safety, and then you work on the. I want I want more I want more depth at cornerback, you know, along cool. being a defensive end. But you know, it's easy to talk about defensive end, but cornerback, and I admit I I, I do prior to, you know have priority for a cornerback over a linebacker. But um, <laughs> I'm not getting I'm, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on the linebacker because that's like complaining about the weather. I,
1: know. I don't think we're getting our linebacker.
0: <laughs> no, I bring Goodson back.
1: He, he was good this year. I was impressed with him. I was yeah. cynical, but he did what he was supposed to do this year. Yeah, because I
0: had a real casual conversation with Barry before the season or training camp or somewhere, and he goes, he goes, "The guy's pretty good." I said, "He played like twenty-two percent of the snaps or whatever." And where, where was he? Green Bay, or I forget. He was in was. Green Bay, and then New Well, he was in New York, and then Green Bay. Yeah, he he said, "Well, when he played." A whole bunch in New York. He actually had a pretty good year. Green Bay—they specialized him as a run stopper. We think he's more than that. He's uh, smart he, too. Yeah, and he get, and he's that whole that whole deal—that whole you know tough, smart, accountable thing. And you know we can throw that out, but we've seen too many teams over the other stuff. Yeah. So, so I'm with you, Dan. Got to get some. Got to get some cornerbacks. Get, get some guys. Before the we more than you do. What's that? We both want linebackers more than they do. So at the very least, they yeah. got to bring Goodson back. <laughs> Listen, I don't need like
1: three great linebackers, but I I would, I don't think it would hurt to have a guy that can play a little bit sideline to sideline and, and be a yeah, disruptor. Oh, a Malcolm big time. Smith was a good addition this year.
0: Yes, that was. He's almost like a safety. I think what they really want to go to, though, is uh, three safeties, two defensive backs. I think two so, corners. too. And that's the that's other part cool. of the Joe
1: Woods discussion is... When you lost Grant Delpit, I think that really threw a wrench into a lot of what he wanted to do.
0: And that that was that was Barry's guy too. They loved Delpit. They absolutely loved Delpit. They thought um, that not being able to tackle rap was um, uh, something that could be taken care of, and they just thought he would be an impact player. And I guess I don't remember this, but I guess in the early training camp or whatever, he really did look good before he got hurt
1: yeah yeah and it was Sendejo and Joseph starting at safety yeah but Delpit was going to be sort of the kind of how they used Ronnie Harrison I guess but he was going to be sort of the do everything
0: linebacker they need need that big time safety you know back there who could pick off passes that athlete you know so you know hopefully that'll be him you know Achilles injury is pretty nasty as a guy who's had not one but two I could speak to this but then again I wasn't 23 when I had them and I wasn't an athlete and I didn't have all the medical stuff behind me that they do. So <laughs> hopefully he will be uh, good as new.
1: All right. Anything else? That's it, Dan. One thing I want to point out, going back to that missed opportunity thing. And Wyatt uh, Teller pointed this out today, by the way. Yes. The Kansas City Chiefs, the year before they won the Super Bowl, would have beaten the New England Patriots, but a guy jumped off sides. Oof. You remember that? I, th- I believe no. it was a third down conversion. No. But d Ford jumped off sides
0: oh, and negated
1: boy. an interception that would have oh. sealed the game for the Chiefs. Tom Brady forces overtime. They win the game. Yeah. So missed opportunities happen. Now d Ford got traded away. That's not going to happen to anybody on the Browns. But um, yeah, missed opportunities happen. But maybe maybe it'll be
0: like a Chiefs situation for the Browns. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> it'll it'll kind of drive them to get to that going well,
0: to raise expectations but now these guys really do have a clue when they get in these big games they won't just be starry because they played three playoff games in a row and the one that i thought they were the most nervous in was was the mason rudolph game right at the end of the year i thought yeah i think were, so because that was because you know if that a loss in that game i would not want to do any more zoom calls after that for <laughs> bottom line because it would have been such a downer to go 10 and six and uh, you know, missed the playoffs, So well, we, we wouldn't so, have wanted to do them either. Yeah. So good for them. So they knocked off Pittsburgh twice in a row and they gave Kansas city a really good game. And, you know, and, and we answered a bunch of questions that we just talked about now.
1: Yeah. So the arrow is definitely pointing up, which is I, I, what you wanted coming out of this.
0: Alex week. Van Pelt surfaces with the arrows pointing <laughs> up. So we've had the arrow pointing up. We've had tough, smart, and accountable here.
1: Hey, I got a fun one for you. Yes, I'm not saying this should
0: happen. I'm not saying it
1: will, but I was just curious. If you were Kevin Stefanski, would you uh, would you entertain the idea of letting Alex Van Pelt call some plays?
0: No. Okay. <laughs> just curious. I'm not saying think... it. I'm
1: not saying it should happen. I'm not saying it. Need. I'm just I'm just curious.
0: Well, you know, you could do the um, the Brad Childress system with Pat Shermer, which was the second year Shermer was there. They were on, and, and they had pretty good operation with this, so they must have been able. I don't remember a lot of problems back then. Uh, Brad would make the initial call on the uh, on the headset. They put Childress upstairs, and Shermer on the sidelines, and uh, there was like a five second interval where Shermer could overrule or not. And he told Shermer told me that they maybe six to eight times a game at the most. Yeah, so some games hardly any. And he said it was so much better than me making all the calls and doing everything else. So you could do something like that, um, but I think I'm not going to hold that last game. No, you know, I'm not I'm, the, not. I'm not saying it for anything, Kevin. <laughs> and
1: I'll tell you because I didn't. Like I'm just was. saying it for the reason of like eh, maybe he'd want to help Alex out, Alex out a little bit, help him maybe get a job. You know,
0: I think. I'm just throwing it out for fun. It's, oh, not you remember too. These guys it's nothing I think should problem. happen. In will it's in matter. their DNA. And uh, I mean, th- here's another thing. I'm just going to say this. And it's not excuse or whatever. And maybe it's not even explaining. But my friends who've had COVID and came back, and, and not the serious kind of one in the hospital, but the kind maybe that son like Stefanski had, they said they felt sort of slow mentally for a few weeks after too, along with the fatigue. Yeah so hard huh
1: it can beat you up yeah all right well I think that'll do it here uh throughout a little controversy there at the end yes for fun I guess again well, let me just reiterate before anybody gets mad at me I'm not saying it should happen Bobby
0: calls for Stefanski to at least be demoted if not fired
1: I'm not saying Kevin Stefanski did a bad job I'm just just you're just throwing stuff out it's the off season. we gotta have some fun right? all right Terry thanks for the time
0: take care Dan